This week on Geek Edition. What happens when you combine modern theater troops, fandom, and a history of burlesque? In some cases, actually a lot of cases, it turns out, you get nerdlesque. I'm pop culture journalist Dyer Oxley, and this is Geek Edition, reporting on the stories that make us nerds and a little bit more. So it should be said that on this episode of Geek Edition, we have a feature story that touches upon more mature forms of theater, burlesque in particular. And if that's not your thing, not something you care to listen to in this case, that is okay. It is for others, and that's okay too. Use that skip button, and Geek Edition will be back soon with another feature story. And on to the show, you know, I say burlesque, but really this is about the evolution of it into the modern stage. Because today's theater troops and producers, they've begun taking pop culture, their fandoms, and incorporating it into these classic forms of art, one of them being burlesque. And the result are sold-out shows with titles like Reveal of the Jedi, Burlesque Files, Guardians of the Sexy. And then you just have this range of Batman to even Stephen King-themed burlesque performances. They're taking stages in major cities or even small towns dotted across the country. This evolution has been dubbed nerdlesque. And in this episode, we visit one theater troupe, Vancouver, BC, that has been pushing the medium forward, as well as an expert who has achieved the honorary title of Professor of Nerdlesque. What you are hearing is hundreds of Potterheads crammed into the Rio Theater in Vancouver, BC. That's Potterheads, extreme fans of Harry Potter. It's for a celebration. See, it's July 31st, Harry Potter's birthday. It's why you hear all these noisemakers. But this celebration is a little bit different. The performance tonight is a series of sketches and dances, all set to music. It starts out with a sketch about Hedwig, Harry's owl. The part of Hedwig is performed by Jane Fondue. She's dressed in an owl costume, ready to deliver a letter, dancing around Harry, who seems oblivious. And then things change. The dance is a bit of a tease, seductive, tells a bit of a story. And let's just say that Hedwig loses some feathers and then loses a few more. If you want to know what happens after that, well, you're going to have to just buy a ticket. Harry Potter's birthday is among a catalog of shows performed by Vancouver, B.C.'s The Geek Enders. It's a theater troupe that produces musicals, some dinner theater, and shows like this, Harry Potter Nerdlesque. That's a burlesque show for nerds. And just a fair warning here, if you ever do attend Harry Potter's birthday party, you're never going to look at Dumbledore the same way again. I have always loved Professor Umbridge. Everybody hates her. I mean, I hate her too, but I just love the way her character is written, and I just love how evil she is and how 
as soon as you step on stage, everybody boos you. And it feels so good. Why? <laughs> Just because I love playing the ugly and the funny character because it's a lot more fun than playing the ingenue. You get to explore weird things and embrace the weird things about you. This Harry Potter nerdlesque show is the product of this performer, Kitty Glitter. My name is Erin Walker. My burlesque performance name is Kitty Glitter. She is all about, well, glitter, of course, and comedy routines and being raunchy and just trying to make everything as fun and outrageous as she can. Kitty originally crafted this Harry Potter burlesque performance for another venue, but eventually the Geek Enders expanded upon it, turned it into a full show, and they added it to a variety of themes that they were performing. Geek Enders is a Vancouver-based nerdlesque, burlesque, and musical theater troupe. We try to create nerdy and different ways of looking at theater. We've done some parody musicals. We've done a Jurassic Parody the Musical, with in which I was a Velocitapper. So cute. Our Batman burlesque was really popular. We've got our Harry Potter burlesque show that we've done four times now. Our Lord of the Schwings. We did a Stephen King burlesque show. And we've got a Shakespeare burlesque coming up. And a Tenacious D burlesque with a live band. The Star Wars burlesque is probably one of our most popular shows. We've done The Empire Strips Back, A Nude Hope, Reveal of the Jedi. I know that's not in order. Sorry, nerds. Uh, <laughs> and then we also did a parody of The Force is Shaken as well. The shows sell out. Harry Potter's birthday at the Rio was a packed house. In fact, many of the Geek Enders performances sell out within minutes of going on sale. You see, there has been this resurgence in the burlesque scene. Now, burlesque at its core has always been comedic. It's always incorporated a lot of parody, but then again, it also incorporates a lot of dramatic theater as well. It's a variety show. But burlesque as America has come to know it over the last 150 years or so, it incorporates a lot of elements from cabaret or striptease. And it takes these theatrical elements to a more mature stage. And along with this renewed interest in burlesque has come nerdlesque, with theater troops selling out shows. But just as with this Harry Potter show, nerdlesque is not what you may expect and presents a lot more layers than the sensational aspects it's become known for. And for that part of this story, we turn to Seattle's Jojo Stiletto. I think that what you're seeing on burlesque stages isn't necessarily that what you have in your head vision of what mainstream media has told you that burlesque is, which is sort of this uh, parade and peel or this glove and gown burlesque. The burlesque can sort of incorporate aspects of a lot of different art forms, ballet, jazz, dance, mime, clowning, theater, telling a story, but is an art form for people who are not afraid to use their entire body to tell a story. Jojo Stiletto has been a burlesque performer, but also produces a lot of nerdlesque shows in Seattle. And therefore, she gets to be known by this really cool name. Jojo Stiletto, the professor of nerdlesque. I've produced shows. I've done The Burlesque Files. The truth is down there. I've done an, sort of an all-nerd show called Guardians of the Sexy for Emerald City Comic Con. Then I've also done a show that I've co-produced with a team of women called Bechdel Test Burlesque, which has been a really interesting exploration about how burlesque as an art form can both celebrate and critique pop culture. 
Before we get too deep into modern nerdlesque shows, let's take a look at what has led up to this unique take on burlesque. Modern American burlesque goes back to probably about the 1850s, 1860s. Uh, Lydia Thompson and her British blondes helped found American burlesque. <laughs> They came over from London. They were uh, women being very scandalous, which meant that they were like wearing trousers or they were wearing very form-fitting full body clothing. And they were doing things that really women didn't do on stages as they were speaking, <laughs> which was very, you know, that women had a certain role in the theater at that time. But uh, these women were sort of breaking those boundaries and they were doing parodies and satire and they were mixing in like song and dance uh, and they were actually sort of mocking modern politics. Uh, you can actually see a lot of that in what's happening in modern burlesque, especially nerdlesque. Um, and at that time also, you know, I have to understand that burlesque was originally sort of like created by women uh, for male audiences, but it also they were like poking fun at uh, mo social mores and things like that. But at some point it really starts to turn and it becomes really focused on the female form and then eventually stripping. The popularity of burlesque has come and gone since those days. Today, it's pretty hard to deny that it is popular with audiences again. I say that what we're doing today has sort of taken burlesque back to its pop culture roots. This original idea of uh, satire and parody, and it had a resurgence in the United States in like the 90s, right? And it kind of came out of all those movements, sort of like the rockabilly movement or the retro movement or the riot girl movement. It was part of like, I think, second wave feminism um, and a lot of other movements that were happening at that time. Um, it kind of disappeared for a few decades. It was still happening, and it was probably actually happening in those strip clubs where these performers were doing things that were maybe more artistic and sort of pushing boundaries. It wasn't what people were looking for when they came to the strip club, but they wanted to do like a crazy vampire act. But I think what's happening right now, like in the last decade, has a lot to do with what happened in those original eras of burlesque. And that brings us to Nerdlesque. And JoJo thinks it was right around 2010 when a lot of modern pop culture started to blend into traditional burlesque acts. There was a Star Wars burlesque show performed down in L.A., and then there were other nerdy shows popping up in New York. And all through this time, JoJo was producing shows of her own. Like there was a Whedon-esque burlesque show in Seattle. It was based on the fandom of Joss Whedon. There was a show based on the work um, of Image Comics, specifically Image Comics, um, Cards Against Humanity, I said earlier, like everything. So, the show is based on podcasts. Really? Yes. I'm getting, maybe, mar I'm getting marketing maybe, ideas. Um, <laughs> maybe one day. Northwest Nerdlesque. In the Northwest, you know, there's so much happening here. We have PAX. We have Emerald City Comic Con. We are a tech boom city. And that kind of translates down to Portland and Vancouver as well. Like, we love our nerd. We're the indoor kids. But also, it really celebrates burlesque. And it really understands that it is an art on the same level as theater and modern dance. And in fact, actually incorporates a lot of those elements in performance. That popularity has packed nerdless shows that JoJo produces. Now, some men, but a lot of women like JoJo and Kitty Glitter are the producers of these shows, which plays into a certain power dynamic surrounding nerdless. 
So we've got uh, sort of like a loose network of producers producing troops in the Pacific Northwest, in uh, Seattle, in Portland, down south, uh, also in like Centralia, Olympia, up north in Vancouver. There's even, uh, I think, burlesque or nerdlesque being produced in Nanaimo, which is up on Vancouver Island. Like, it's kind of everywhere. And And these are all troops. Troops or independent burlesque producers. There were so many shows in Seattle one summer we literally called it the summer of nerdlesque. It was like every weekend there was a nerdy burlesque show to go see, and it was all done by different producers. The Geek Enders, that theater troupe in Vancouver, BC, they were founded about five years ago by another performer, Fairlith Harvey, who moved from New York to Vancouver. And since then, the Geek Enders have grown to be a lot like other burlesque troops. There's the performance, but there's actually a lot more to it than just that. And this is something I ran into whether I was talking with Kitty or JoJo. It's hard to dig into burlesque or nerdlesque without touching upon a foundation of issues like body positivity or feminism, even politics. I think it's a really great way for people to express themselves and gain confidence. For me, being a plus-size girl, I've never felt sexier in my life. Feminism is about doing what makes you feel good inside and not caring about what other people think. I do burlesque not because I need people to tell me I'm hot or to validate me, but I do it because it makes me happy. I like making people laugh, and this is a great way to feel confident and make people laugh and feel sexy and take off my clothes in the meantime. Burlesque allows you to perform on a stage and and express yourself to celebrate your own body, be sexual in a way that you control, uh, which I think is very powerful and oddly not inherent in how we're supposed to interact with the world. And I think that that's why people maybe don't understand that burlesque is a feminist art form and that you get to control what is seen and what is not seen. And it's a space where consent is inherently uh, necessary. So when you go to a nerdlesque show, you're going to get a range of beauty. You're not just going to get the Hollywood image of beauty that one might expect. Body positivity is embracing any size, any shape, any gender, any identification, and only allowing positive things to be said about them. We have a mandate in our company that everyone must be positive and bullying is not allowed. And so you can see an act about Wonder Woman who's sort of exploring her sexuality that isn't necessarily straight. Um, You can see an act where a performer is uh, actively talking about what the effects of getting harassed while playing Dungeons and Dragons has had on her. So I think it's really important to consider burlesque and fan fiction and all of these sort of products of fandom uh, and consider what meaning that they might actually have. And in that meaning, it's also important to say, like, you know, what helped people kind of learn something today was that they had fun while they were doing it. When you see a burlesque show with gender blind, color blind, body size blind casting, it makes you feel like you're watching something a little more realistic and something that makes you believe in the beauty of all human beings. That story was originally produced by me for Northwest Nerd Podcast. Geek Edition is an extension of Northwest Nerd. There are plenty of other features and interviews over there, so you should go check them out. Music in this episode was by Kevin McLeod. 
If you haven't yet, subscribe to this podcast, Like Geek Edition, on Facebook or Twitter, and subscribe to Northwest Nerd while you're at it. There are no barriers to entry. You don't have to be from the Northwest to listen to it. Now, I am, but it is for everybody. And with that, I'm Dyer Oxley, and this is Geek Edition. Geek Edition.